0: to the Sonic Collective and for the month of October 2019 we reviewed Celine Dion's 1996 album called falling into you I am Alan and with me I have Scott Gregory Bonjour. Scott Scott Coates hello, and Darren Scott hello there lots of Scott <laughs> <laughs> all right um, I'm really this was my pick and uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what you guys thought of it so I'm gonna throw it right over to uh, how about Scott Coates
1: Okay, um, yeah, you're probably going to be starting with one of the least enthusiastic people about this. I,
2: I was going to say I appreciate oh, that you uh, picked optimistic. something different,
1: but I'm not sure. But I am not a slow song guy, so I'll start off by saying that. So power ballads and slow songs aren't really, uh, how would you say, my jam, I guess. Um, I, I struggled with this thing. I, I'm not really a Celine Dion fan. At one hour and 16 minutes, it's way too long. I always make the comment on here that about 35 to 40 minutes seems to be a good length. And I was strangely just listening to a Rick Rubin podcast talking about compression, and they said that CDs got it to the point where I think you could get 76 minutes onto an album. And this seems to have absolutely been at the threshold of how much a CD would hold. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit tough for me to judge because I'm not a power ballad guy, so just instantly most of it didn't appeal to me. That said, I mean, because I love you, it's a good song. I think it was in a movie. I don't remember which movie, but that's one I could listen to and, and kind of get through. Is okay all by myself again. Could get through that one. I think I know it more from Mariah Carey, and I'm curious now who did it first. For the rest of them, Eric Carmen. Like man, it is a statement of pop time, 1996. Um, make you happy wow, those are so generic beats that I I could just see somebody hitting start on a keyboard and her going. Um, You Make Me Feel, like that's a cover song, which makes me think that maybe a lot of this album are cover songs, which is generally a sign that you don't have a whole lot of material. I did notice she doesn't seem to write most of her songs. And then a lot of other songs, I felt like, I looked at um, the Titanic song, My Heart Will Go On, came out one year after this album. But I feel like they were Grooming this album or her to be on movies because, like "Declaration of Love" and "Dreaming of You," they just all sound like they could be right off a movie soundtrack. <laughs> um, you know, "River Deep, Mountain High" that was a an all a, a new low for the album. I thought uh, "Make You Happy" would be, and then I hit that song. I'm like, oh wow, this is this is rough. And then uh, "Your Light," I could just imagine Shania Twain or Poison singing that song. "Your Light," I just I could hear Poison or Shania Twain doing it. I'll, I'll say this fly, the last song, kind of rounds it out as a power ballad album It sort of brings you down. If you were doing the dishes and laundry and stuff around your house, maybe to the Celine Dion album, it kind of <laughs> brings you down to a nice calm. Um, but man, this is a tough one for me to judge. It's just so far out of my wheelhouse. I found it super generic. Um, I felt like there's just thousands of singers who could have made this album. Now, she has a great voice, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I don't know. I, Aside from those couple power ballads I I mentioned, yeah, didn't do anything for me. I did listen to it in two countries, and I even made love while listening to this album because I put it on, and at one point I was like, maybe sex will make this album better, and it didn't. But uh, I I gave it a – well, yes, my wife was in the room, so my wife had the experience. (laughs) And let's be clear, not the whole album. I'm not that good, probably only a few songs, but I gave it a shot. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you picked something different, Alan, but it didn't really uh, groove with me. Uh, I'll send
0: it back to you. Send it back to me. All right. Uh, cool. I appreciate your take on it. Um, I think I had a little bit more of a funness for it, though I will agree with you. I'm not much of a slow jam kind of a guy. Uh, but the songs I kind of picked out in my notes that I really liked are the ones you didn't, <laughs> which I find funny. Um uh, Make you happy was probably my favorite song on the album, but even my notes here say it's like pretty generic, nice pop sounding. It even kind of had that reggae strum sound, like on the downbeats or whatever. Um, you know, I, it, the slow, the slowest songs I could have, uh, I could have definitely done without. And just like you, I couldn't really get through the whole album in one go. Like, I needed to break it up with a palate cleanser because <laughs> it's just a little too much. But that being said, I think a few of her songs, uh, you know, if they if they were to pop in on a random playlist while I'm driving my car, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily switch them off. Um, and this woman can sing her ass off, like every song, regardless of how I felt about it. Uh, I had to give maximum respect to her vocal abilities. Um, you know, I'm not sure auto tune was heavily used on this, and I feel like. It it had one of those vibes that if I saw her performing this live in concert, I think it would be a pretty mind-blowing experience. So I don't know. It just everything was powerful. What's? Yeah, I don't know. Just powerful Celine Dion vocals, man. (laughs) She can sing. We. Mind blowing. She can sing her ass off. So, uh, mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, overall, my. I think I'm a lot more positive than uh, Scott Coates. But how about Scott Gregory? What did you think?
2: Well, I feel like I have a little bit of a different history with Céline Dion. uh, Because I I took all my education in French uh, up until Mm. high school. uh, Because I was on an Air Force base and surrounded by francophones. So I've been listening to... Like, this came out in, what, did you say, '96? I've been listening to Céline Dion since the early 80s. She put out like a good half dozen albums in French before she ever did one in English. And mm-hmm. they were more poppy, right? Like she was yeah. I think she was 22 when she finally did her first album in English or something like that. So mm-hmm. all kind of Mickey Mouse Club pop type stuff before then and some you know some love songs but not as many and I you're right they they've gone full diva. And they played it really safe on this album for her, her English introduction. And it, it doesn't hold up to her stuff in French, but um I don't know. Like you get the it's all coming back to me now. I thought it was too long. You could shave like I I heard it on the radio, right? And I swear to god, they shaved like two minutes off that thing for radio play. Yeah, they shaved the intro for sure. Yeah, and they totally need to do that on the album too. It was the right call <laughs> yeah. radio people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because You Love Me, that's one of my favorite uh, songs. It was, actually. And then uh, there's Where Does My Heart Beat Now. It was really good by her, too. But those are still, like, all her English stuff is just, like you guys said, total (laughs) power beat. Or, like, power ballad, sorry. Yeah. Make You Happy. I I agree. I caught that little funky beat there. I I don't know what happened with this track one. Maybe she was listening to, like, some Gloria Estefan or something like that and said, yes. I want to do that, that stuff, right? But, I don't know, like, seduces me. I was like, eh, show tune. It sounds like Les Mis or something like that. That's off, like, you know, some corny uh, show tune. All By Myself was actually done by Eric Carmen is the original, famous from the Raspberries, and I prefer his vision uh, or his version of it. Uh, It's more kind of downbeat. He's not trying to murder the big notes or anything like that, right? It's just, and and that's kind of the feeling I get on a lot of her stuff here is that she's so desperate to prove that she's in that diva category that she's just, she's overdoing it on the big notes and it makes it show-toony operatic as opposed to something soulful like what Carmen does on his version. Um, I do like Declaration of Love. I, I think it's my favorite song on this album. It's the one that has that gospel choir going around in the background, uh, some very active horns and piano. So it's not just her voice. It feels like a, a full song as opposed to just her almost going full acapella on everything, right? Um, you make me feel like a natural woman. Scott hit it. There's like at least three or four covers on this, uh, on this album. And, you know, I don't know why you pick an Aretha song to cover, because you know it's it's just not going to work out for you, even if you're Celine Dion, right? And Carol uh-huh. King, she she wrote the song, and I prefer her version. Even Celine Dion is like third best on this song, if, if <laughs> that, right? So it's just it really highlights this one in particular, the difference between her and even her own songwriting, right? She doesn't write a lot of her own songs in English and only about half of them I'd say in French. And so when you having her sing her one of these songs, um, I don't know. It just kind of shows how weak the rest of them are really when you include a song of this quality on here. Um, and your light, my exact notes are WTF. Where did this come from? And then when it hits the chorus, my uh who let skid row on the the (laughs) chorus to this song is whenever your hope is gone i'll give you the strength to carry on in the darkness of the night i will be your light and all (laughs) i'm thinking is yes exactly through the sleepless nights through every endless day I wanna hear you say "I remember you," right? So (laughs) that's pretty good. I was totally with you, right? When you're like, I could totally hear like some cheesy '90s Poison or something like that. It's actually Skid Row, and um, yeah, yeah, there might be a lawsuit related to that. Uh, I didn't really like "Fly." Uh, It feels like either like another show tune or like the closing credits to The Crow Four or something like that. Just something absolutely horrible, right? So, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm with you. She can sing. It's not bad. Uh, Her French stuff before this is just way better, and she tried to go into this English power ballad diva kind of mode, and it's obviously worked out for her. But, um, you know, I just feel she abandoned her roots uh, on a lot of what her music was before, and yeah, it's just a safe entry into the English market and, and I acknowledge your talent, but this album is, is kind of pablum for lack of another word. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. It's for our moms. I mean, it's, it's genius in some way. I mean, I mean a little context and you know what I found out and maybe you've heard this, she was the youngest of 14 kids. And you know, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like that's, that's a good old Roman Catholic family there. Yeah, she was. That's she was raised right. clever.
2: Yeah, her parents listened to yeah, love songs to 14
3: too. In Charlemagne, Quebec. Um, <laughs> Fourteen. Yeah, she's 51 but like won five Grammys. Two for this album. The best-selling Canadian artist all time. Uh, two hundred mil, over two hundred million albums worldwide. So she doesn't give a shit what we're saying. But uh,
2: no, she she has the all-time highest-selling French album. Yeah, in Yeah, and and,
3: as well, and I actually I, I'm glad you. Uh, had that nod because that that Whoa. that is very uh, known about her that really her classics and her true talent was really supposed to be on the French album. so here we are English really? speaking Canadian, but you know you had a bit of exposure to it. but. I remember French immersion, but I was before Celine Dion. So we're almost the same age. That's where was late. in
2: the before times. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, but I mean, so she, monster. And, and and in a way, I, I think genius, right? I think they saw, like, and we all agree she can sing. And I agree with Alan. I think seeing her live, anybody like that is amazing. But uh, it wasn't targeted to um, us, <laughs> but it was targeted to everybody. I think it's uh, young people could get enough out of the ballads and they'd be in movies that they'd like her. Uh, but, you know, moms like her. And I mean, even alluded that, you know, it was operatic or like more like the theater. I'm like, <laughs> well, freaking perfect. Because then all those fans would just love her. So it, it was like a power bomb of pop. Like like whether you're 8 or 80, there's something in there. And yes, to the younger yeah. generation, I think it's way more pop and commercialized. But most people leave that up. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give props to the album. But um, personally, yeah, I did not like it at all, really. Um, it just... Too slow. Yeah, I agree with a lot. Just too slow, too crazy. I, I will. I'll, I'll side with Al on this one, and it was cheesy as hell. But I didn't mind. Make you happy. It was just so. I mean, like at least it's got a little like reggae vibe, and I can get into it because I wanted to like kill myself listening to the first three or four songs. And I think that's like the four song, and I'm like, oh, thank God, that life. made me happy. Save me <laughs> from this fucking ballad. Jesus Christ, Celine, take it easy. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I respect what she, you know what she did, and. Uh, I mean, it's good to see Canadian artists doing so well internationally. She obviously has uh, done a lot for that and even um, the recognition of French Canada as well. But yeah, not for me, not for me. I, and, and there was uh, somebody I read it on I uh, think, Wikipedia that she was known as the queen of adult contemporary. And I'm like, yeah, that's nail on the head. It's really like people who just like that really safe pop. And, you know, and again, whether you're religious or anything, it was just like, she's just not going to push anybody's buttons and just like, you know, Make 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 cash, um, yeah. So you know, not my thing. And uh, you know, I didn't try the sex, but I did try it with uh, a nice Blue Dream cannabis from uh, Haven Street, <laughs> out of a four twenty premium market. And you know, it, it only made it mildly <laughs> better. It, it 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 didn't help enough, but but the Blue Dream I highly recommend. But uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, maybe we can yeah. hop into scores. I mean, I'm chatting, so I think you know, really, uh, it did influence me. I gave it a one there and I don't even necessarily think it's influential maybe in just that what it did to show the music industry how you can make money um, but I don't think like there weren't really a lot of original songs and things like that uh, um, recommend it i if you're if you like that kind of music but I'm gonna put a two there I don't think it's really necessary to go back um, I am gonna give it a three overall more just as a nod to just say like I respect that like how well these albums and what she did for Canada and that it it did what it did. So
0: that's where I'm at there,
3: guys. Alan,
0: maybe go back to you. Sure. Um, I'm going to be a little more generous with it. Uh, it may not have influenced my taste all that much, but I've always kind of liked her uh, more radio friendly stuff. So, uh, I would say from an influence perspective, probably a one and a half out of five. Uh, but overall, I didn't hate the album as long as I was able to break it up. And there were a few tracks I would skip pretty often. So I'll give it probably like an overall three out of five. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them, some of the tracks I really enjoyed. And I think uh, it, it was a pretty important album from a sales perspective. And it kind of put her on the map, which was like the Kickstarter for bigger things for her. And, uh, you know, she's like, a uh, French-Canadian staple, so in, in the popular lexicon globally, I think that's really cool. So, yeah, probably probably overall a 3 out of 5. Scotty G.
2: I'll jump in. Um, so I'll give it maybe a 2 for, for Influence. I was still listening to her. I was curious because she pretty much learned English to make this album. So at that moment in time, I was really curious to see how the transition would go for her. um Would I recommend it? I think so. I'd give it a three for a recommend, but honestly, not because of her own songs on there. Like I said, she covers Eric Carmen, uh, Tina Turner. She covered uh, River Deep Mountain High, uh, You Make Me Feel Like Natural Woman. All those are really good. And there's only like two songs of her own that are really any good on this album. I would honestly say, if you're going to listen, to a Celine Dion album. It should be the 1995 De, which I alluded to before, is the best-selling French album of all time. And uh, you can probably enjoy it just as much as this one without understanding a single word on it, I guess, which is an indictment of this album, not a celebration of the other one. Um, And I would overall I don't know, three and a half? You know, it's not great, but it's not horrible. Uh, it's the start of her rise on the English side of things. So give it a listen. It is a moment in musical time, but definitely then tunnel backwards and and hear what she sounded like when she was singing in her own natural language and, and kind of before she was pigeonholed into a diva kind of status. Cool. Scott Coates. Hmm.
1: Okay, that leaves me, Scott Coates, I guess. It's funny, uh, Scott Greger, you mentioned listening to her in French because I was a DJ at a roller rink, and I remember when her first 12-inch single in English came out, and I can't remember the song, but I I got it because we would get kind of dance songs on the 12-inch extended singles. It was the first time I'd seen her. But, yeah, this music, um, I always kind of wonder, like, how is – oh, who's – Sorry. Barbara Streisand. I'm like, I know she's a God and a million people like her, but I always wonder like, who are those people or how do you get into it? And I think it's the same crowd that likes Celine Dion. So I feel like there's some, there's some world that just I've never run in or, or encountered that I get it. Um, overall I'll give it a two. I mean, it is quite a feat that some French Canadian, (laughs) Somehow became the biggest, kind of the next Barbara Streisand in a way. Like she's gold now that she can perform in Vegas. Like, I, but I, who listens to it? I don't know. I, influence me, one, no. Um, recommend it, <laughs> no. Um, I don't know, unless my mom was looking for something to listen to, I'm, I'm just not sure. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I listened to it, but um, no, no mass, no thank you uh, anymore.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks everyone for uh, for meeting up and, and reviewing. And I hope all of our listeners enjoyed this episode as well. And maybe they uh, they listened along as well. So if uh, if that's you, I'm talking about, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, man, I can't talk today. It's all the uh, all the Celine Dion just melted my brain. If <laughs> if you're a fan of the Sonic Collective and you like what we do, let us know. Reach out to us on social media email us, whatever, leave a comment. We always like hearing from people who are uh, engaged in what we do. And whose pick is it next month? Scotty G, all right. So we'll look forward to you. I think it's me, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's going to be Mitsu. Mitsu, <laughs> bye-bye, moon cowboy. <laughs> have
0: to stay tuned to no, find out what do you that. do pick. I wouldn't do that to you. Ooh. All right. All right. <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like a few of you guys need that. So, anyway, until next time, I've been Alan for the Sonic Collective, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you in November.